Hello, friends and family on the internet. This is Michael once again recording another episode of Geek of the Week podcast series. This is episode four, and today we're going to be discussing MMOs, massive multiplayer online games, and massive multiplayer online RPGs. What are they? Why do we play them? What's good? What's bad? And what's new? Today, all at once in our Geek of the Week podcast. Enjoy. I'm your freak of the an interesting thing before we started recording mm-hmm. uh video games in general but not like well actually no not video games in general you wanted to talk about mmos yes massive multiplayer online games this is a thing what it's, is uh yeah what, i mean who doesn't play video games really all right so let's just assume that there are people out there who have better things to do with their time than bleed it away on a computer monitor. What is a massive no, multiplayer? No, ser- no seriously. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> people have free time to do something other than play a video game. Okay, not sure. It, what is an MMO? An MMO is a massive multiplayer online game. Essentially, it is you playing in a realm full of hundreds, if not thousands, of other people at the same time. It's usually done on several servers, over several shards, and occasionally over several countries. Shards? Um, Shards. Uh, Basically, they'll split their servers up into shards, so the population, the amount of players in each area doesn't get too much and slow down the game. So basically, it's a game set in a world, in a universe, but so that everybody can fit in that universe... Sometimes they make multiple versions of that universe so people can have their own playground or sandbox to play in. In a world created by Michael, (laughs) full of people that may or may not have something interesting to say. Now, okay, I might lose some geek cred for this, but I am not a big MMO player. No worries. I got enough MMO cred for the both of us. <laughs> I'm not. It's not my thing. I mean, I did play one. Well, I played three MMO games um, for some time. Uh, one longer than the other two. I played Guild Wars for a little bit. <laughs> Alex was more into Guild Wars. Um, Alex being your... Wife. Better half? Yes. Geeks get married, too. Yes, geek, <laughs> geek love. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, she, she. Uh, uh, what you call it? Got me into Guild Wars because that wasn't my thing. Um, mm-hmm. Then I played um, Champions Online. I, that was another thing I played. But it be- was Champions Online. Yeah, but I have a lifetime subscription to that that uh, I don't play anymore because they don't have a Mac compatibility. But the game I played the longest, even when it was on PC only, was City of Heroes. Okay. And well, well, so you so you do you do have a little bit of cred there. Yeah, you played with me. Don't don't play coy. Play. I'm not playing coy. I'm just saying, you know, don't sell yourself short on on the MMO cred. Actually, um, me and the wife both played City of Heroes frequently, constantly switching characters and different types from Beta Boy to Lady Majestic to. 
City of Heroes, the superhero MMO of much fame and uh, repute. Operative Michaels. Ah, Operative Michaels. But uh, I guess the other question is... Freedom server. Anyway, okay, that's... (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Brett Paragon a little bit later. Um, My question is, now, what is the difference between an MMO and an MMORPG? Hmm. Isn't that the question? Yes, MMO or MMORPG. But before we go into, like, MMO and MMORPGs, um, name some MMOs as an example. Uh, goodness. Uh, well, there's the big one everybody knows about, World of Warcraft. Wow. Abbreviated wow, wow in case everybody... World of Warcraft. Wow. Just the one. How much has that game made, and how many years has it been out? To quote the primetime players of World Wrestling uh, fame... Billions of dollars, billions of dollars, billions of dollars, billions of dollars. <laughs> so that game, okay, that one game set in a fantasy land where people play orcs, dwarves, and all sorts elves of elves and, and humans and has been around so long. People make billions of dollars. Not just every, not just you know, nobody's on it. There's a lot of different people on it. Freaking Robin Williams, the late. Robin Williams. Late great Robin Williams. He was a There's big uh, World of Warcraft player. Um, Mr. T, famously from the commercials. Chuck Norris, apparently. I don't know if they actually played it. I know they advertised it, but I know Vin Diesel played it. He was a, Well, Vin Diesel's a big fantasy, uh, sci-fi fantasy guy, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, he's a big RPG. Because he's always dumping. Yeah, but he's also an RPG guy, which <laughs> I want to get into on another Jen, time. Jen, I, I love you. If you ever listen to his podcast, please, I, everything I say about you... It's done with love and respect. You are awesome, and you're kind of big. So forget that. He's kind of a little. He's kind of a little awesome. Period. All right. <laughs> I don't care how big he is. He's a little awesome anyway. I'm bigger. He, he, I'm just saying, <laughs> as, as 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 geeks and role players go, he's, he's kind of you know. Looks like he hits the gym a few times. You know, yeah, gotta give cool. him credit. No, he's not the only one. There's a there's there's a what's his face from Being Human, the vampire yes. guy. He's awesome. He hits the gym quite a lot. He doesn't get outside much because, wow, he could use a tan. But he's – anyway, we're getting off subject. Um, we are a little bit. But, so yes, Bo, it's very famous, very epic. It is uh, one of the most famous, well-known, massive multiplayer online games in existence. And it is very impressive. I played it for a hot stint, a little bit. I just – I got on it. I felt that it was good and entertaining, but I felt it was a little too good. And a little I pulled, too big? I pulled back because, you know, there, I, I need to do other things, and I know I could sink into that hole real quick. And thankfully, fantasy isn't my go-to. Oh, my God, if World of Warcraft was like World of Starcraft. <laughs> yeah, that is a thing. I'm surprised they never did that. Good. But Thank goodness. Thank goodness they never did that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, there's a lot of MMO games. Um, to name a few, Star Wars Galaxies, City of Heroes, uh, World peace. of Warcraft. What's that? Rest in peace, City of Heroes. Rest, stop. yes, rest, rest in peace, City of Heroes. Maybe someday you'll come back. But until then, um, there's also uh, current crops of games uh, like uh, DC Universe Online. The Secret World, Star Wars, The Old Republic. Um, I've played many of these. Uh, some of these in bits, fits, starts, bits and pieces. 
Uh, some I currently still continue to play, and some I have tried. Now, little known fact about me is that I have beta tested a fair amount of these games. Uh, my, my fun is beta testing stuff and figuring out uh, what's wrong with the game, what's going on with it, um, and giving sort of constructive feedback because I honestly like massive multiplayer online games. Um, and they're a lot of fun. So I know people in the industry or have known people in the industry who's like, hey, you want to beta test this? Sure I do. And I'm all over it. Yeah, well, I suck for the beta testing. I, I signed on to, like, a couple of them, and surprise, the only ones I got into were freaking Champions Online. Oh, Obviously, um, sorry. I like the superhero thing. The superhero things. Uh, before I forget, beta testing, for those of you not in the know, which very likely is only a small minority, Good is the art of uh, getting a private sort of pass to go into and pre-play test a game, a video game, and find the sort of bugs and and things that aren't quite right with the game. Give your feedback about it before the game goes officially live and for sale in most cases. And long story short, these games are hard and complicated to make. And the more vast you make it, the more possibility for mistakes it could have. And to make sure that these mistakes don't happen, they crowdsource basically a large group of people to go onto the game before anyone else gets it on release. And these people find bugs, flaws, and basically play through the game and give feedback on what's wrong, what's glitching, what's right with the game. And for that, they sometimes they get small rewards, sometimes they get um, uh, uh, just a good thank you. Either way, it's what makes these games less glitchy. Beta testing, very well. Beta made. testing. Some Alpha testing, beta testing, and then clo you know, uh, closed or open beta testing. Now, um, many massive multiplayer online games, I'm just going to start shorthanding this to MMOs at this point because i said it a lot of times. Many MMOs um, have uh, what we call models, uh, monetary or currency models, with which they figure out a way that their game can make them money. And either, I know this one. I know this one. It's either play for pay or play for free freemium, right? Close. No? Okay. There's... Pay for play, uh -huh. subscription, free to play, and freemium. Now, so I'm sure a, a couple of you hard. What's that? I have a subscription on City of Heroes, right? Yes, you had a subscription on City of Heroes, and you have a lifetime subscription on Champions. So that's online. just sitting there. Yeah, Nothing. one of these days. It was a good game. Now, it was good. I just it's on the PC, and that's. And, uh, yeah, yeah. For those of you not in the know, my buddy Mike here, he's more of a Mac guy than a PC I'm guy. A, I'm more of a Mac guy. I have a PC sitting here. It's just it is sitting there most of the time right now, and I don't feel like fixing it. <laughs> Fair. Um, I don't do the Mac so much. Um, I do generally PC, so I PC a lot. Uh, my laptop is a beast. It does all the things for me, and I'm very happy about that. And I play a fair amount of games on it. Um, I socialize on it. Um, I do work on it. I do everything on it. So it's uh, it's my child, and I make sure it is in working condition at almost all times. Now, uh, that okay, said, to, 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 this does bring us to the other thing. Name a few others, man. Like of which? Them. You want me to name a few other... MMOs. MMOs? Yeah. Jesus. Um, past, get... present... Or upcoming, because we'll I can do you know what? We'll plenty. We'll get back to that. You know what? Um, 
to to make to make it short on this, um, a good way to say MMO is like the whole massive multiplayer thing. It means it's like a worldwide or near worldwide span of availability to the game for everybody to get on and play from within the same continent or beyond in a big sandbox setting for to go through whatever missions or setting that the game developers have for you to enjoy together. Uh, well, this, this part two, of this two. is also limited means of communication, whether it be chat windows, uh, 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 typing in emotes to make your characters interact, and things like that. Um, these to, are the ingredients of an MMO. To your point, um, there's actually a fair amount of different genres, categories of MMOs. Uh-huh. Um, there's action, sci-fi, strategy. Uh, believe it or not, there's even Facebook MMOs, MOBAs, massive online battle arenas, simulations, fantasies, shooters, arena, um, mobile, racing, sports. Um, but also so, so people understand what I mean by massive to make a difference between games that are just multiplayer. Most multiplayer games, like I come in, I play, and there's a maximum of the six people that can join you in play, or four, or 14 or 16. Either way, there's a limit on it. In a massive multiplayer game, usually the limit is like 50 or 60 or more. It depends. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, in some games, like, wow, you could have 80-man raids, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's 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 what they mean by massive. A massive like you, you will literally see online. between 40 to 80 people at one time, and I hope you have a good computer to handle that, that processing. Um... But, like, for example, you wanted, like, a, a short list. Um, Echo of Souls, Mage Realms, Lord's Road, Smite, Ascent, King of Wushu, Ion, Warhammer, End Times, Shot of Avatar, Supernova, Eve, Banglory, <laughs> Sigils, Elder Scrolls Legends, wow. Ark, uh, Elements, uh, Epic Heroes, Gladiators, Forsaken World. Okay, uh, I get it. I get it. There's a lot of them. My brother it's a billion all of that. My brother in dollar industry. Eve, that's all I knew. What'd it's 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 a billion dollar industry, uh, several billions in fact. Yeah, but sometimes they sometimes they make it, sometimes they break it. I mean, like it 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 it. Some are hit and miss. I mean, what was your favorite MMO? My favorite MMO. Was there that many? Yeah, I liked a lot of them. I'm not going to say I didn't. Um... Uh, City of Heroes was up there because, well, I like superheroes. And, of course, you know, any superhero game is going to get my attention. Um, I liked Forsaken World for a while. Um, I liked Star Wars Galaxy before they changed it around. Um, Just in general, like any really in-depth sort of Something that I can, I can sink a good eight hours into and lose myself is a is a good qualifier. Are there some that are better than others? That's that's personal taste. Um, there are the whole top ten lists all over the internet for who's doing what. And then there's the other sort of qualifier of are we talking about console or PC? Why oh, is there is there a difference between console and PC as far as MMOs go? There is. Um, for example. A current very popular MMO is Destiny, and that's pretty much uh, the realm of console. Um, there are other games like uh, oh, uh, one that we play on occasion, Diablo. 
But that's uh, not massive multiplayer. No. It's just multiplayer. Um, it has been uh, a multiplayer, and there are talks about them inevitably segueing that into an MMO soon. Um, but the idea here of what constitutes a massive uh, DC Universe Online. Oh, yes. That. There you go. I did play that. Um, I almost forgot that. I played it for five minutes. But that's a cross-platform. Cross-platforms are games that are on console, PC, multiple consoles like Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and your PC, whichever you're using. Um, and some of them do and some of them don't. Some of them only are on consoles and some of them only are on PC and some cross the, the board. Um, there are so many different games for people to play um, at any one time. If there's something you like, there's probably an MMO out there for you. Um, currently, I'm playing Terra, DC Online, um, sorry, DC Universe Online, uh, Defiance, which is a fun game. That was Star the, Wars, that the Old Republic the TV show, right? Yes. Uh, Defiance is uh, an MMO that's a bit heavy on the first-person shooter angles, FPS, um, where it ties a lot of its story and in-game elements to an ongoing science fiction series on the sci-fi network. It's a lot of fun. It's very interesting storylines. And, you know, I've had a lot of fun doing it. One of the biggest games, I think, um, for MMO uh, that I'm currently playing is uh, Path of Exile. Path oh. of Exile is one of those games. It's sort of like a... A, a spiritual successor to Diablo in some ways for its sort of old school play style. That's weird because um, last I checked, Diablo has a successor and is and is Path of Exile massive multiplayer? Technically. Um, what do you mean? It is, technic it is technically an MMO in that there are hundreds if not thousands of people on the servers at one time and you can bunch up to i think eight guys on a team if you want to not oh um, in a team but do you share the same world yes okay so it's like city of heroes and the fact that there's hundreds of people in in um paragon city and you can come up to i think it was a max team of seven something like that exactly go on exactly. A mission and fight the evil and do the hemi raid and Exactly. Gotcha. Um, All right. I would be remiss if I didn't mention one of my uh, arguably favorite MMOs of all time to play, and that's The Secret World. The Secret World is a, a less-known MMO that is the contemporary horror noir genre. Um, it is conspiracy, dark things. Um, there's werewolves and zombies and monsters and old ones and things in the ocean and Draugr and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's got your attention, didn't I? Yeah, you did, um, actually. Yeah, you did. I never heard of this. and why I've been playing it on and off for some time. It, it is a thing. Uh, for I, I played early. I bought in early. I do not have a lifetime subscription, so... Um, do they have them available? I think they still might have some available, oh, but... Wow. Um, it is so... The storylines are so dark... And so kind of creepy and scary. For me, my happy place is playing games where the game world 
allows you so much immersion that you forget everything going on around you. Ah, uh, that's uh, that, that's where we get to the difference on what's an MMORPG as opposed to just an MMO. I think an exactly. MMO just requires that you guys all be available to play in the same freaking sandbox to Pretty some much. degree. But mm -hmm. an MMORPG is the one that has immersion and story elements. And I exactly. think I personally think that's what's missing in a lot of MMOs. I mean, that's what's not drawing me in. I mean, the lack of immersion um, did something to pull me out of a lot of these. It's harder than it looks. I mean, the reality is, is when you're playing and doing your thing, it's one thing to like make a superhero and be like, I'm going to call myself Epic, the super warrior or superhero. And then you're running around past a guy who's decided to name himself not Thor 99. Um, <laughs> and immersion is a little difficult when you got people just being very tongue-in-cheek, right, silly, so or just not before caring. Before we go into that, I, I wanted to mention, like, it's a minor lament on why I miss City of Heroes, but it also goes into the fact of immersion. All right, the thing with City of Heroes, what drove me is not just the superhero element, but, like, from the moment you enter the game, you have absolute control over the look of your character over the look of the person you make. And it's not just a male or female concept. It's not just mass and sculpt and shape of the body. It's costumes, uh, elements, where your powers are, and even your background and identity are all up for your creation. All of these things are allowed and given to you in that game, were given to you in that game, before you even enter the city. And I think that contributed a lot to the community that was hailed from it because that community in particular was a strange thing I found out later because basically it was a community made up of people who all appreciated where they were and enjoyed each other's company. Yeah, you had a, a, a control freak here or a nut job there or just pain in the butt here and there, but overall the community was remarkable. As an example, and I think I've told you this one before, uh, I'm running around with a first-time designed character. I made it a character that both me and uh, my wife used. It was Lady Majestic, and we both used it to death. All right, and she eventually made a secondary character so that she could ha so that we could hop on together. But it was the first character either of us made. And I went in, and I played for a little while, and I ended up in a horrible zone that was full of danger. And out of nowhere, like a hero, someone came in, saved me from all the bad guys, and helped me with the rest of my mission, showed me how the game works, and told me what I can do. And that wasn't a unique occurrence. I even did it myself to other people. And that game just like made its mark off of the community it had. It was a community of friends. It was, and I think that's what WoW had also, was a community of friends. City of Heroes didn't have WoW numbers, but it did have a WoW community. And yes. that's, that, that is definitely one of its major positives. People will be like, oh, it had a great character designer. It had a great <laughs> character builder. It had an excellent sidekicking system. All these other things pale in comparison to the unique community that came out of it. I think City of Heroes died in 2012, I think. 2012, 2011, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But their community is still strong and still communicating online with each other between Twitter, Facebook, web servers, 
um, and and still staying in touch because they got along with those people and they and they missed that connection, and more friends were made. It was an action instead of just being a game. It was another community. social network, a community. Yeah. yeah. And and, I, and I knew this was inevitable. Um, I knew you were going to have the feels on, on the way back. But right that's there. what I wanted to bring up as a point. Because you said it's hard to come in a game and you make a character with this awesome name. I am super unique superhero name number 20. And then a guy comes in, I'm Spider-Man 2. Um, but the thing is, is that didn't get in, get in the way because you could ignore that guy. But if that's all that game has because everybody goes through the same stuff and there's no creative quality to it, it doesn't have the same RPG elements. I mean, City of Heroes was very repetitive, yes, but a lot of experiences were different because of that interaction. Yes, absolutely. I think um, one of City of Heroes' uh, biggest issues was trying to stay ahead of the content curve and not be repetitive. Um, and that's very hard to do when you're trying to maintain a giant game world. Um, and I don't fault them for that. It is what it is. Uh, they're not the first or the last game uh, to have this particular issue. And, you know, it's kind of one of the, the earmarks, hallmarks of um, what separates a good game versus a great game. And not everyone's going to be able to pull that off very easily. Um, there are a lot of really good games out there. I'm not going to say there aren't. Um, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, the Marvel Universe one. Um, there's games aplenty. But the reason why World of Warcraft and some of these other games sort of uh, manage to pull themselves above and beyond some of the other ones is because they create an environment that allows people not just to enjoy themselves, but to enjoy being around each other. Um, and it is that very much that community feel that made that particular game, City of Heroes, uh, so much fun. Now, uh, in the current glut of um, <clears throat> battle for your bottom dollar uh, and your time are a lot of MMOs currently. At, um, the re more recent crop of like MOBAs, massive online battle arenas, has uh, sort of cornered a lot of the market, and they're less about uh, MMO and more about massive multiplayer, like player versus player situation. That's not a bad thing. That's not it's a bad not. thing. It's not my thing, but it's not a bad thing. I know a couple of people who are just into battling against other people because they're tired. They they don't feel challenged by battling bots, as they call it. Yes. That the that the computer has to offer. They feel that there's a creative element to combat of uh, another live person. Me, on the other hand, I rather be P versus E, which is player versus environment, which is I'm battling the um, the, the, the 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 computer generated enemies. I don't want to fight people. I already life is a fight as it is. I'm not gonna come home and deal with the frustration of somebody who really wants this victory. And I could care less in comparison. You know. Um, yeah, no, I, I, we're not dissimilar in that. I think I, I'm a little more up for the player versus player on occasion um, if it's done well. But I definitely won't play a game just for that element. Um, can they be fun and entertaining? Sure. Um, but it's far and few the game that's able to do that in a way that's enjoyable for me personally. Um, now, 
uh, aside from uh, the MOBAs and the MMORPGs, there are a fair amount of just sort of fun, easy, one-and-done sort of MMOs in general um, that are currently out, and some that are coming up as well, too. Um, I've, You know I personally have pointed a few of these out to you, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Um, are you talking about even, those procedural space games? There's, there's those. There's um, the current uh, crop of uh, upcomers like uh, Planet Side 2, Final Fantasy XIV, Heaven's Word, uh, The Division, uh, which John uh, pointed out to me as well, our buddy John. Um, it's more of a contemporary sort of uh, urban setting uh, combat. Plays a little bit like uh, some of the, the Battlefield games and stuff like that. Um, and some of them are really well done and, and really cool. Um, heck, I like the zombie genre games where you know, survival is key and clutch. Uh, the post-apocalypse games. Um, you know, you get a handful of things and you're sort of uh, trying to scrape through and get through a wasteland full of zombies and giant scorpions and stuff like that. And, right. you know, that, that can be a lot of fun too. It's all setting and all genre. Um, but so the big sort of chat that's going on right now is that this year and next year, we'll see the release of three very prominent and uh, anticipated science fiction and uh, massive multiplayer games. And that is No Man's Sky, Star Citizen, and Elite Dangerous. They both, all three of them, I think, tout the thing called, um, well, most of them tout the thing called procedural development or something like that, in which they have expansive vast games. I don't remember which one's which. You'll you'll help me on this. One of them mm-hmm. has an infinite universe and the other one has just a galaxy so big you'll never see all the planets. Anyway. Yes. Um, um, both of these games interest me. The thing is, is um, No Man's Sky is the one where you can actually get out of your ship and walk around on the planet. Am I correct? Uh, actually, uh, No Man's Sky and Star Citizen, you will be able to do that at some point. All right. See, the thing with um, No Man's Sky is I like the whole uh, planet exploration, discovery, building aspect of it. Thing is, is I'm seeing that as eventually you're just going to get bored just flying around in space and looking at stuff. I mean, where's the meat and crux of what you're going to be doing? I want to be able to do more. I would like to be able to build a ship. I would like to be able to advance. I like building Things. Yes, you like crafting and making and customizing. Just we're you and I are similar in that respect. That is one of the things that drew us to Skyrim. Uh, yeah, exactly. Skyrim, where you like, can co- tweak and customize your own characters. Skyrim was a perfect example of that. Um, I think not one of us in our circle of friends had a character who even wore something that they bought in <laughs> the game. Like everybody that I know that played that game made their own stuff. Just. They were wearing stuff. They made their own sword. They made their own armor. They, all that game was missing was the ability to build your own shop and sell your crap to other players. Because that was Skyrim wasn't a massive multiplayer game. It was a one-player game. But um, it had elements in it that just said, why don't you make it an MMO? And I think... Ah, Elder Scrolls and, Online. Yeah, and I think that's what happened is everybody said, yeah, we should make an MMO. Hey, I got an idea. Let's make Elder Scrolls. 
and then they make Elder Scrolls, and everybody was so excited, and then you hop on Elder Scrolls, and it has none of the elements that attracted people to the idea of Elder Scrolls having its own game. Um, like, you you are not that self-building or self-important that you build and make your own stuff to that degree, if I'm correct, Bo? Mm-hmm, yeah. And, um, and uh, on top of it, even... Even if you could, they don't have a means for you to do that thing where you could open up your own shop and sell the stuff to people using the in-game currency, which uh, is what was the big difference between um, that and I think it was called Star Wars Galaxies, was it called? Uh, yes, Star Wars Galaxies. And yes, you are correct. The first um, version of Galaxies allowed you to just make a career out of just making stuff. And just making doing your stuff. Own community or starting... A lot of people loved the the first go at Star Wars Galaxies, and then for some reason, uh, that's hard to pin step. down. It took a back step. They changed some things, and people were very unhappy and dissatisfied with it. Now let me draw um, people in, and on they jump shit. Just just draw people in on this. Just imagine this: you hop into a vast and expansive universe as Star Wars. You make your own person. You step into this universe doing God knows what, wherever you want. You're blasting, shooting, climbing, whatever. And then eventually you decide, you know what? I'm just going to park it here on this planet, build guns, because I'm a good weapons designer. That's the skill that I pumped. And I start making weapons, and I name them with my name on it. And I build my shop, and I sell it out of that shop. And my skills and levels are just increased off of how good I've been at building things this entire time. And I become so popular that people just want to buy my stuff. Well, it's a simple concept and none of them want to do it. I think WoW did that, right? WoW does something like that. Um, and actually, uh, the current uh, Star Wars The Old Republic also does something like that as well. There are people who strictly just craft. Um, How's the crafting in Old Republic? It's actually not too bad. It's not. I just but started... You build uh, your own buildings and start your own community and start your own politics in a city that is just run by players? It, on the roleplay servers, yes. You can do stuff similar to that. You can make your own sort of really? personal spaces. You can decide you're just going to craft stuff and build stuff for your buddies and your guild and stuff like that. So that's all really cool. Really? Um, the only downside so far that I have seen to Star Wars The Old Republic is their uh, the way they've set up their free-to-play versus their paid subscription. And... Uh, I'm a big advocate of try it for free first to see if you like it before you decide to drop 15 plus dollars a month or whatever it is that you're planning to start uh, involving yourself in a game with. And the experience I've had has been tepid. I'm trying to be positive about this um, it, because I you felt know, by very... by saying you're trying to be positive, you're already coming off negative, right? I, I can't help it. It's It's a, a reality, which is um, you play the first handful of levels and you're like, okay. And then you should get to a point where it's like, ah, I can get a sprint now. So I can actually get through this large area quicker and, and start grinding on the game. And they go, aha, sorry. You're level 10 where you would access a sprint and actually get some progress now? Unfortunately, is only available to subscription players. You can subscribe and get access to it now or wait five more levels till you get it. What? Aha. Uh -huh. Um, 
another kick in the me? I'm not. Another kick in the pants was I'm looking for a speeder, you know, like a mount or whatever, a speeder. And I hit level 15 and I'm like, yay, I can finally get a speeder. Uh-uh. Sorry, this is only available to subscribers at this level. You can wait till level 25 to get your speeder. And I'm like, oh, you no good, dirty, stinky dirt herders. Um, if you're a subscriber, it's completely Watch not a thing. You don't want to fill this podcast full of quacks, okay? Hey, nerf herder is acceptable. <laughs> okay. okay. That's G rating. Um, and, like, it's ironic because I'll get a spaceship. I already have, uh, like, a HQ that I can pay with in-game credits, in-game monies. And I ha- will have a very shorter, an actual spacecraft before I have a speeder, which is kind of silly. Um, and like, I get it. They want, you know, to make money playing the game. They want people to subscribe. Cool. But the way that really works really well is make people really like your game. So they buy it or buy into it. Instead of get disappointed at every turn. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at something else. I just got a text from Mike announcing to me that Rusev and the WWE came out as full Bulgarian. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> he's back, baby. <laughs> he started that way, and now he's back. Oh, we gotta talk about Rusev Putria, Rusev Moscow. We gotta talk about wrestling and the wonderful thing we'll, that it is. One day we'll, we'll have a wrestling podcast. I'm I'm a big wrestling fan. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> You're not judged. I watch it a good once a year. No, I'm talking to the people listening to the podcast. Do oh, not judge me. I like pro, pro wrestling is fun. I've got judgmental eyes on you. All in all, uh, um, judgment. So your experience in Star Wars was good, but but it's sort of balanced out by the silliness that is them trying so hard to make me want to subscribe, and I think they pushed me in the other direction. So now I'm going. No, now I'm gonna play to 25, get my speeder, not subscribe until I get my speeder, and you just lost out on 15 bucks a month because you were being silly about this. Because you were actually thinking of subscribing up until then? I thought about it. It's immersive. It's a lot of fun. There's customizations. The music is – it's music like Star Wars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It has the the orchestral sort of mood. Like it's really good at immersion. And like you get into these pitch fights and it's like – Is it available on the Mac? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you'll have to look and find out for yourself. Uh, it's probably available on Steam, so – yeah. No. Um, so, like, yeah, I would recommend it a lot more handily and quickly if if I didn't feel like people would get a little uh, slated if they were trying to free to play it first. So basically, what are you saying? What, what's missing in MMOs, Bo? I think it would be so simple as to just mm. stick with the story elements, make the players really feel important and enjoy the game that they're playing – and they will play. They will pay. Path of Exile is one of the best free-to-play games I've ever played in my life. I have spent lots of money on it. Why? Because anything I buy in that is simply cosmetic. The game is that much fun. It really is that much fun to play. And everybody who plays it, go, you, you love it or hate it. And if you love it, you start. you don't pay a red penny if you don't want. 
You can play that game from start to finish and everything in between and never spend a dime on that game. But, okay, so but here's the question. Is that a good business model? I mean, you got to make money. Yes, yes, things. it is. They're making okay, a wait, lot wait, wait, of money. Because i got to ask you this, Bo. Because the thing is with online games, it's not just like a game you make, you put on a disc and you sell it. With online games, they require regular service, upgrades, updates, and maintenance. So you pay people regularly to keep yep. your ship going so that one-time pay doesn't cover their regular pay but here's the thing this game is so well done so enjoyable for people people drop money on this game hundreds upon hundreds of dollars for the option of having different schemes of armor and equipment and weapons and effects to their abilities. I don't know. Think City like of Heroes. Listen, think City of Heroes for the options of all the different looks you can do and as much fun and immersion in a, in a sort of like fantasy Diablo setting. Um, I don't know. It, it kind of sounds a little like Candy Crush for a computer. It's not, though. It really isn't. They just put out an expansion just now. It's going to drop in t t tomorrow. Um, so they're making enough money to put new content in it, new powers, new abilities, new maps, new bosses, new this and that. So right. would you say that your one of your favorite MMOs is Path of Exile? It is one of them. Okay. Um, I have, I've, I've basically just been waiting until the expansion hits to start playing it again. Wow. Because I've I've played this my characters up to eighty plus, ninety plus levels, and now I'm just gonna wait. So what? So is there an MMO that you're actually excited for that's coming? <sighs> oh, that's the big division. Star. Division would be one. Division. Um, What's that about? Sorry, the division. That's the one I told you. That's the console one. That's sort of like the urban warfare one. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, basically, there's a, a big sort of plague incident that hits uh, a major city, and you're playing a handful of like cops slash military people trying to stabilize the area and find out what happened and what went wrong. Okay, so the division um, is one. What's another one? The division is one. Um, for everything, all the reports I've gotten, the next Final Fantasy coming out, the Final Fantasy MMO. Uh, sounds really good. That one I'm looking forward to as well because I'm a big fantasy guy. And a toss-up between No Man's Sky, Star Citizen, and Elite Dangerous. Of all of them, I'm probably leaning towards Star Citizen, but I may have to wait because the graphics intensiveness on that is really high, and I may need a new rig to do it. Okay, so... Wow, that's across the board on things. Um, the upside is a lot of these games I can play on Steam because I'm a lazy bastard. Uh, and, you know, I like having one thing to just play all my games through and just letting it update and handle itself. One other question, Bo. Absolutely. Why do people play MMOs? I mean, why do people do it? All sorts of reasons. Um, if you are of the ilk like us for City of Heroes, it's for community. If you are the person who wants to just feel epic and jump into like a Lord of the Rings online setting and jump into a fantasy universe, uh, that's another. Um, some people do it for escapism. Some people do it for immersion. Um, 
there's plenty of reasons, but ultimately it's to have fun. And guys, if you're not having fun playing your game, find another game or find something else. If you're not having fun, just don't do it. You know, that brings up a good point because, um, like, uh, I generally don't play MMOs. That's why I didn't have much to contribute to this discussion, but I did want to hear it and I think it needed to be heard. But uh, I'm a person who prefers tabletop dice rolling RPGs. And, um, and I think that's my problem with the MMO immersion thing, which I keep mentioning, is like the reason why I've played M uh, uh, tabletop RPGs and why MMOs haven't dragged me in is because in an RPG, the limit is your imagination. Mm -hmm. The limited is whatever you and your circle of friends can imagine come up. And you want to talk about community, you it's immediately an interactive thing with you and your friends. I mean, there are people who have fallen into it and have used it to to escape the outside world socialization, but that hasn't been my personal experience. My personal experience is it made me better at socializing, made me better at decision-making and other things like that because... You're, you're talking about gathering a collective mind of people together and coming up with problems and finding a solution to it in a, in a fantasy, science fiction, superhero, the horror, whatever genre you name it, craziness setting. Mm -hmm. And you can, and the limit is whatever is the boundary set by the world you've fake created. And that is one thing that I don't it's, think it's your own can, shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your own shared universe. No video game on the world in the world has been able to compete with that yet. I say yet. I mean, maybe yeah. one day down the road, they'll be able this to top sound, it. This does sound like a, a, we should have another podcast just for the topic of role playing games and tabletop games in general. Okay, so we'll save tabletop role playing games for another podcast entirely. Maybe we'll do that next time. Because I think you've covered pretty much everything we need to go into on MMOs, unless you think there's something else you need to go into. No, I think we're pretty good here. Um, we'll, we'll sort of uh, plant the flag here, feel like we have succeeded. Achievement unlocked. Um. We have <laughs> talked about MMOs. It's the first thing in our video games list of things that we can talk about. So, like, shotgun that one out. We are done. I like to give mm -hmm. a shout-out out. Uh, to the guys at Thunderstruck Studios for their intro once again. Thunderstruck Productions and the band Free Kitchen. Free you guys Kitchen, watch. remember them. Don't forget them. And I'd also like to give a shout out to KO of Life is Sweet, if possible. You know who you are out there and we are not going to forget you. Until it is always fun to geek out with you, Mike. You know that. Yes, it is fun. To everybody at home, thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Please listen and please share it with all your friends. Share away. We're on iTunes. We are on iTunes. Our RSS feed is in. Thank you. Take care. See ya. Later. I will see you later. Bye-bye. Later. I will see you later. Bye-bye. See y'all later. Quack!